Weekly Dish. It is hour two. We've hour got two. a great hour of trends and fun stuff to talk about. But you know what we do at the beginning of each hour of hour two? Top we two and hour two. two. Give him the old one, two. One, two, one, two. And now the Weekly Dish presents Top Two, Top Two. The Top Two. Pick your best two. In hour two. All right, give me two. Winning, 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 winning. Right, so we are at the top two portion of the show. I've got something exciting to tell you about, as I know Stephanie does. Would you like to start, ma'am? Okay, I will start. I will start, and I will say that I recreated the Filio Cavatappi. Oh, this is no small observation. Not only did I, I mean, like, I just had... The ham, the peas, that one? No, 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 that's tortelloni. That is the ham and pea tortelloni. This is the cavatappi with the sun-dried tomatoes, the kalamata olives, the feta, and the oregano chicken. And I have to say that I did not correctly, I'm not there yet, because I didn't get the chicken right, but I put that up, I was just chasing it, I was just like, I'm totally trying to make this happen. And I found a recipe that somebody was calling like Spanica pita. And I was like, no, that's not what that is. But I had to change their recipe a little bit to get to this. But literally just thinking about also like craving Mediterranean like freshness and things. Yes. That's how that went. So I just literally made a uh, like a like a roux by melting butter, you know, and garlic and then a little flour. And then I put in um, a little bit of half and half. And then I threw a whole bunch of, you know, parm in there. And then I threw the cooked pasta, the cavatappi noodles, which you can find at Lund's Barley's. They're totally there. And then um, the dechecos. And then I just threw in a little bit of chicken that I had sort of sauteed. I took a rotisserie chicken, so easy. Yep. Shredded it, threw it in Yum. a little pan, warmed it up with some, um, just sprinkled it with oregano and olive oil. That's all I did. And I just sort of like moved it around a little bit. And then um, sun-dried tomatoes, which you can find at the grocery store. I did Kalamata olives, which of course are everywhere. Um, I also threw in a bunch of fresh oregano. And then I put spinach in too, which I couldn't remember if there was spinach. But you guys, it totally recalled. And then I baked it because nothing says zero attempts like to bake pasta i love the fact too that like you had that taste memory yeah no it was a it was and once i was on the road i was in i was like i couldn't stop thinking about it i had to make it happen so i'm gonna post the base recipe up just so that you have an understanding but just saying the things we have to add in are the kalamata olives and then i wish i would have had some red i didn't have any red onion i yeah. was kind of thinking there was supposed to be a little bit of red onion in there on All a, right. Like, very thin. So that was it. So I and then I I put that online, and I swear to God, more comments from people like, oh, "I miss Filio." Yeah, you know the what I tortellini. mean. I was just I still thinking about it. Oh my God! So there it is. So that's my first one. Okay, my first one is a very cute, new new to me spot that is in my old neighborhood that I lived in called Potsticker. Oh, it's on Randolph Avenue in St. Paul, 
It is the most adorable pot stickery place. They have six different pot stickers on the menu, many different sauces. They have a couple of tables inside there. Is it like a fast, like you order at the counter? No. Oh. It's a restaurant. They have a full liquor license. They have a little counter you can sit in the window and eat and look out at the street passing by. It was so adorable. And they had their signature pot sticker was a squash pot sticker with shrimp, which had a um, Szechuan glazy sauce that was super good. They had very delicious scallion pancakes, like best I've had in Whoa. a long time. And then they also had a couple of noodle dishes. It's really heavy on the pot stickers. We had a, it comes in like a pizza box and it has two of each kind. Mm-hmm. And then you get a little salad with it and a little noodle dish. It was really super great. Three of us had it for takeout. We brought it to, there was a green sauce for one of the dumplings. That was kind of a vinegary based sauce. There was the, of course, you know, chili oil sauce. Yeah. Like but a it was just, it was really delicious. And I think I was so charmed by just the space itself. Yeah. I can't wait to go back and just have like on a cold night, a little tuck in noodle spot. That's it feels that is a real valuable cute. thing to have near your house. And that right? neighborhood. Or not when, near your house, but just even but near in your my old pocket. house. Yeah. That neighborhood didn't have or doesn't have a lot of stuff. So everything's down in Highland, kind of down the hill. So it's really sweet. It's a cute spot. Okay. Really loved it. Highly recommended it. Okay. Uh, Well, my second thing is also a cute spot. Mine is uh, the fact that Boucheron has opened in the Kingfield neighborhood. And um, I did actually go on Thursday. I popped in for a quick bite at the bar. Um, But it it is in the old corner table spot, the old revival spot. And it is, I got to tell you, it is... It is cute and warm and beautiful and, you know, just like simple and elegant. And of course, this is the restaurant that is being uh, that is opened by Jeannie Janice Ritter and her husband, Adam Ritter. Adam Ritter was the chef at Demi and Jeannie has been a longtime industry veteran. But I got to know her really well when she was the maitre d' at Belcor in Wyzetta. And I would always hang out, you know, at the bar there after on the way home. Um, but I have to tell you that this Boucheron is like, you've got to go get a reservation if you want to get in um, because it's only 50 seats, something like that. And they have a couple seats at the bar. I met two women who were uh, living in the neighborhood, who were friends with Lisa and uh, and Carrie Summers, you know, fun Lisa Carlson, Carrie Summers. Um, but anyway, I just have to tell you that the thing that I want to say about this specifically is you're going to go through this menu and it's very French feeling. Yep. You know, they're Palme Dauphine. You have uh, things like a petite plateau of campachi and gulf shrimp and oysters and all, you yeah. know, all these things. Here's what I'm going to tell you. There's two sleeper hits on this menu that you need to know about and that I think you might go over if you don't think about it. One is the roasted turnips. Yum. I know. If you're thinking I would never, though, I'm going, you think I'm going to do the grilled carrots. I'm going to do the little gem salad. Do not skip the roasted turnips. There's bone marrow, turnip greens, and this beautiful light pin- pear ginger puree. Yum. That is outstanding it is it is completely a thing that we were like "Eh, we'll get the turnips and then i was like wait a minute the turnips the turnips it was so delicious and the other thing is the celery root tortellini which is chicken and acorn consomme and maitake mushroom and i'm just telling you that like 
everybody I know who has been there said, did you get the tortellini? Did you get the tortellini? So really expensive. And I have to say they have a lion's mane mushroom. And I ordered that specifically because I know that people have called us before saying, what do you do with lion's mane? Well, you do this. You lightly fly, you lightly fry it. And then there's like dusted with wheat lacoche, which is the corn, you know, funk. And then there's a little bit of polenta on there. And it's just, it's, I mean, I'm just not kidding you. It is, it reminds me of doing, having those restaurants that really care about what's on each plate and specifically want you to think about, not like think about it, enjoy it. I think that's a trend coming up this year is to see higher end neighborhood boutique spots. Well, I think we're Back. just returning to, Back. yeah, yeah where we're we just were before returning the to the corner table. Era. Yeah, you and the, I mean? um, what was Jamie Malone's space called? It was Grand Cafe. Yes, yeah. like that kind of well, neighborhoody Herbst is like that, mm-hmm. and I think that that's what I think we're moving. Maybe not so much the big places where it's like a whole bunch of people and all the things and trying to do all the things. Maybe you just do Gia Minneapolis. Same. Yep, yep Gia. She will open like on Feb six, but doing these small things that are like dinner and you know, like treat yourself. It's Muriel. Yeah. You know what I mean? Which is also one of my favorite restaurants. Yeah. Okay. What's your second? Uh, my second is I had an opportunity to talk with uh, Peter Schweigert yep. and Megan Dayton about Dry Wit, which is their non-alcoholic wine that is, uh, they have three different flavors. They have a, all have a little bit of teeny bubble to them. And we did a Taste Buds with Stephanie episode the first week of January with Marigold, which has a store in Minneapolis and a store in St. Paul and has over 500 different non-alcoholic things. And just learning about like the adaptogens that they use to make these cocktail-y and mocktail-y things. I had a espresso in a can that was uh, really espresso mocktail that was quite good. Oh, nice. Uh, it was just a super fun experience to go there. I'd highly recommend it if you're not drinking just to check that out. But this dinner that I'm doing with Dry Wit, it's going to be at the Lexington. Okay. And one of the things that I didn't realize about Dry Wit, which is this non-alcoholic wine, is they really decided intentionally to make this that would be paired with food. So we're having a four course. It's January 31st. It'll be kind of the culmination of people's dry January. And I wanted to just take the time to embrace that people did something because I think it's fun and it's always um, enlightening for people to see that they can go. But also that these pair so beautifully with food. So you can join us. It'll be at the Lexington. You get tickets either by calling them or going to their open table. And there's an experiences tab. The second dinner that we're doing is February 6th with Heather Manley and Crooked Water Spirits. And she hasn't done a dinner for a while. No, I know. So we're coming right out of dry January the next week into full alcohol experience because her... um, I like wet February. I like wet February (laughs) because her Crooked Water Spirits are... Pretty alcohol forward, very delicious. They're spirits. Yes. <laughs> They're not just alcohol forward. They're alcohol. They're spirits. <laughs> and she's going to be there, too, to talk about them. And um, she's transferred all of her distribution and making, actually, to Minnesota. So she's an official Minnesota maker, woman-owned. So that'll be February 6th. So if you want to come out of dry January and go right into wet February, join us February 6th. Same way to get Love tickets. It. Call the Lex. And Heather's been a... I'll never forget the day that you and Heather ate the pocky chip. I know. It goes down in, in I mean, history. it is weekly it's dish legend. lore. It is. It really is. It's so, fabulous. yeah. So, a couple of fun things coming up. It's good. I think it's fun. I'm One of the things I'm doing is getting back to dinners, dinner parties, intentionally going out. It's super fun. All right. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back with Molly Herman from Malcolm Yards Market. They have a lot of fun stuff happening there. We'll be right back. The YMCA presents... Unrealistic Resolutions. 
This year, I'm going to eat nothing but kale. Ah, the kale sandwich. Between two slices of kale and a side of kale washed down with a kale smoothie? That's not going to work. Why not join the Y and try a steady approach to your wellness, starting with a free fitness assessment and $0 enrollment through January to help you kale your goals realistically. Did you just make a kale pun? Kale, yeah, I did. Join now at ymcanorth.org. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. You ever get that feeling where you know you need to get something off your chest? Holding stuff in really becomes a stressor. Things you want to mention to your boss, your partner, your parents. Bottling it up only makes things worse and start to make our life go sideways. But what can we do about it? Therapy is a great safe space to get things off our chest and figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. Sometimes just putting those bottled up words out into the universe can be a big help, especially when it's in a safe space with your therapist. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and is designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You start by filling out a questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists anytime for no charge. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Weekly Dish today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Weekly Dish. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. We are back on Weekly Dish talking about plunging. Plunging. Plunging is the thing. Cold plunging. Yeah. Yes. Why context? Cold plunging with Molly Herman from Malcolm Yards Market. Yeah. Good Welcome. morning, ladies. Yes. Thank yes, you yes. It's kind of a treat to be here with both of you. I'm usually only I know, here. usually, usually the fill-in, I yeah. know, and I appreciate all of the gals that fill in over it's here for me. It's lovely to see you both. Yeah, uh, welcome. Tell us a little bit about, so Malcolm Yards uh, is doing well. You guys are doing well. We're doing awesome. Yeah. Thank you. You're kind of like, you know, one of the hot spots. <laughs> and I love we that, like, everyone's like, oh, is the food hall, is the food hall concept going to happen? Is it not going to happen? I love it's how happening. intentionally it's happening for you guys, because I know Patty worked her butt off to find she the right people. Such an amazing job of building that space out, you know, in a, in a very unique building and keeping a lot of the integrity there, but also curating those kitchens so that we, we opened so strong with those um, with those nine kitchens that we had. And then we've had so, a little bit of turnover. So um, we were renovating two kitchens, um, and they are about to open. Yeah, it's about time. So <laughs> revival. Let's get it. it seems like longer than it has. It been, is. But it seems like revival time. smoked meats is going to be opening next week. Okay. Uh, and Mr. Paul's Po Boys and Jams will open up the week after that. So we will Excellent. have the the full nine complement kitchens back. Oh, my husband is so jonesing for the Po Boy spot, and we we go to the fiftieth and France one all the time. He's like. But Malcolm Yard, it's like it'll be right there. It's He's right so there. excited about well, it. Well, and I think I'm really excited for Revival because they're going to have some menu items that are not available at any of their other restaurants. Super smart. Super, super smart. smart. And yeah, there's some good stuff on there. I don't know that I can say what they are yet. No, you so. can't. Don't tease okay, it out. Delicious. Let us discover it. Okay. Um, okay, but so one of the things that you guys did last year, mm-hmm. which is part of the Great Northern, is the Sauna Village. And you were doing, and it was like a smash hit. It in fact, was. I would say, I would argue that you were maybe the most, uh, you know, 
visited piece of the Great Northern. I hope so. I mean, it, it was super fun for us to have at the market, and it was busy. I mean, yeah. it was crazy, and it was a beautiful crazy. So tell us what the sauna village is. For those of you who didn't partake in the naked public sweating, you're not naked. <laughs> the, we'll go over that. We'll the, go over that. Yeah. <laughs> the clothing requirements in just a moment. Yeah. Um, it is 20 villages, or 20 saunas, actually, that we create into this village. Um, we have saunapreneurs that come in. Again, this is part of the, the Great Northern. Yeah. And so they sort of band together and they have all kinds of different saunas. And they have a, a large one that's a storage container sauna this year Ooh. that can fit, <gasps> um, I think, 21 people. Don't quote me on that, okay. but a lot of people. Yeah. Um, so anyway, six. 20, 20 saunas outdoors. And I'm glad that we have a little bit of snow on the ground. They start moving in on Monday. They're going to open January 19th. Okay. Um, so next weekend is when uh, you can start saunaing. It was such a big hit last year that they wanted us to extend it. We weren't able to. So they're opening up an entire week early this year before the Great Northern starts. Okay, good. Okay. So that's why we're opening early. Yeah, you can't extend into like Valentine's Day kind of stuff probably. Well, it just, it, it gets a little funky. But yeah. anyway, so um, tickets are required though. So make sure you go online to malcolmyards.market. You can find um, every day that the Sauna Village is there. There's a link to their uh, Great Northern page to get your tickets. How do you do it though? So it's basically like you want to come. Do you have places to change? Yes. Are people, are swimsuits required let's, let's talk about all let's that. talk Thank about you. that <laughs> so you're going to walk in you're going to go to our blueprint room which is at the very west end of the building where the cookbook swap was for where the, the cookbook dishers. swap is for the dishes yes and you're going to check in and then there's some lockers and changing cubes basically that you're going to change in you can put your stuff in a locker um and then you're going to exit outdoors and there'll be a pathway for you to go explore the sauna village there'll, there'll also be a water bar outside um, some fire pits from room and board and like all that kind of stuff. So it'll it'll be a nice little experience. The one thing I would like to emphasize <laughs> is that when people sauna, they get very hot, right? <laughs> very warm. And you come inside where it is warm and you sort of feel like you may not want to put your clothes back on. But <laughs> we are requiring bathrobes and shoes after. After a certain point, the, okay. the, the bartenders and, and uh, kitchens don't need to see you in your bathing suit, nor yeah. do the people also eating. Yes. The people who are coming in just not sauna. It was just this great <laughs> juxtaposition. I wish I had taken a photo of like all these people bundled up because remember how cold yes. and how much snow there was? All these people bundled up and then people walking around like half in naked their, yeah. in their speedo. And you're like, oh, oh man, wow. Yeah. Coming off of them. Yeah. Like, no, no, no. Let's Mankini bath, trying bathrobe, to get a burger. Bathrobe mm-hmm. and shoes required. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. It's, I love it. That's good. Okay. Yeah. So then tell us a little bit about something you've also got coming up um, after that. In February, on February 13th. Sort I of love this. Our, our ode to Valentine's Day. We're doing it the day before and it can be Galentine's. Whatever. Come, come by yourself. It is a pop-up vino sort of in the style of VH1's pop-up video. And so it's a wine tasting with the the education piece is going to be in those pop-up facts. Um, it is color-themed, so February 13th is all pink. So we, we will have wine and non-alcoholic uh, beverages for you. All pink, of course. We are mm-hmm. asking that the guests wear their best pink outfit. Right. Um, and it's just going to be kind of one of those experiences. This is the first in a series, and so we'll have uh, the pink in, in February. White is in April. Red is in September, I think. And then gold, which is bubbles, will be in December. Oh, perfect. Yeah. One of the things that I think makes the market so successful is all of the intentional programming that you guys do. So obviously you can have private events and your space is always bustling. People want to go where other people are. And 
you know, sometimes to have an, a lift of an event idea or a special thing happening at the bar or a special thing happening with vendors, it really does make a difference in that community setting. You guys do so many fun events. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, and we are very intentional, intentional about it. And we do have private events. So, you know, contact me if you're interested in those. Yeah. Catering um, or if you're talking about group events, a lot of you guys are planning stuff. We do a lot of private events and we actually um, we book up pretty fast. But if you are a business owner and want to have a meeting, hey, lunchtime is is a lot more open than the evening. So, um, yeah, private events for sure. And then we do all these community, um, you know, outreach sort of events uh, to activate the space. And and I'm glad that you're enjoying it. So thank yeah, you. Yeah, you had the, I went last year to the sauna experience where you had the David Bowie movie Moonstruck struck as part of the watching a movie outside at your place on that silo was incredible it was one of the coolest things i did last year thank you i hope you do that again we're not doing it again this year but i think in the future yeah and maybe in the summer well we have to wait too late for summer like it's like 10 o'clock yeah oh yeah i suppose that didn't occur to me yeah it does create a little bit of a a challenge there so it will be more of a fall winter thing that particular movie too just shown on that silo it was a document series about David Bowie was so cool. Yeah, yeah was it, so it cool. was a kind of a surreal experience with all those saunas. It was very, yeah, very just unique. really fascinating. Um, okay, so we, so you have revival coming. You have uh, Po Boys and Jam starting. Yeah. Give us a little heads up on like who else is there and like what the, anything special that's going on with like Baby Zito or anybody else. Um, Baby Zito always kind of throws out some specials, especially with their ice cream. Rectangle Pizza always has a crouching tiger hidden menu item. Very so fun. If, if you're there, take a look at that secret secret thing. Yeah. Um, right now, since it's so cold, uh, I crave curry a yeah. lot. And yeah. so Momodosa did add curry in the last few months. And nice. so if you haven't had that, it's really good. Um, Martez Tacos is uh, one of our new yep. concepts. And it is great. I love the taco salad. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. It is something that I eat probably a couple times a week. But you were talking about the roasted turnips yeah. um, at Boucheron. We have a roasted rutabaga taco that is vegetarian and Oof. i think it's also vegan it is really good it I've is a it. sleeper hit yeah really on the good menu. i always love that you in particular introduced me to all the cool vegan plant-based things at the market oh, good. <laughs> what do you love about the taco salad it sounds so basic um I, the dressing is really good and just the way i get it you can get it with any of the proteins and i get it with the the dive bar ground beef yeah and I don't know. It's just a flavor combo. It has the right amount of spice. Yum. It's a cilantro, like, green goddess dressing. Oh, Ooh, it's a little yeah. bit different. And it is very veggie heavy. So I think I like that the most. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for being here, Malls. Yeah, thanks, Molly Herman of Malcolm Yards Market. And uh, you should check out the sauna veg. You can find everything on the website. Is that correct? MalcolmYards.Market. There you go. Have a good one. Thanks. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. We're just laughing, laughing, laughing behind the scenes here. All right. So we were talking about food trends. Should we talk about a few more? Yeah, let's do it. Let's keep going. Okay. So I thought Bon Appetit had some interesting trends. Um, Also, Time Magazine will cover some of those. All right. Um, How about... Okay. I don't like the way that this list is coming up. I'm going to just get out of this one and go back to times because I think that one's better. Uh, okay. Time had something that I have definitely seen that I thought was kind of interesting, which is um, more Asian ingredients, which I know you're all about that, Stephanie. Mm-hmm. Emphasis on global flavors, which uh, it's I kind mean, of whenever every someone year. says that, it's so weird. Yeah. It's not a trend. It's an it's actual... Just, Moving into yeah. 
uh, celebration of vegetables. Here's one that I did think was cool. Dinner and a drink. So we're seeing a lot more savory cocktail situations. Mm. So cocktails with things like olive oil, um, cocktails with things like honey, more herbaceous cocktails, things that lean more to the side of savory versus sweet. Mango, uh, sticky rice cocktail. Um, but mangoes aren't, mangoes are sweet. And so is like honey. Those are sweet. That's why it seems like when I feel like they, I feel like the writers want this to be more of a trend than the actual bartenders. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I did I ask Peter Schweigert about it yeah. from like his situation because he's obviously done a lot with cocktails. He, he said that there's, he's seeing that and more salinity. I think salinity is important to say, yeah. And I get it. I think maybe I'm poo-pooing it because I feel like everyone's like, oh, there's like a hamburger in your martini. And it's like, <laughs> not but is exactly. anybody really ordering those or is it like a stunt, you know? Yes. That's stunt a question. drinking is probably something. Yeah. Uh, the final trend is funky flavors, ingredients, and colors, which is stunt. Yeah. yeah. Uh, salty flavors, uh, fusilli, pasta shapes that are whimsical. Are we talking still in drinks or have we no, moved away I've from... No, I've moved okay. on to just... <laughs> That that's trendy, exactly what you said. I do said. think pasta is a trend that is coming back, and it is going to be important to think about it in terms of, I think it's sort of taken over on the socials as something pretty, and that that's one of the rare things that can be both pretty and then delicious, right? Yep. I mean, like, a lot of times things that are pretty on Instagram don't ever really work out, but I'm excited by Dario, which is going to open probably the end of the month in uh, the North Loop, and Joe Raleigh has Cornelius Pasta doing these beautiful pasta shapes, and I think that's one of those interesting things to see it move into the real life. I think a lot of people are going to kind of really welcome pasta back in a big way. We mentioned Gia Minneapolis, too, who will be opening in February. I have a reservation for the end of February. I'm excited about them. Um, More mindful drinking, we talked about kind of already. Yeah. Just being more conscientious. What I the way this translates to me is moist January or damp January, January. as we're calling it, um, is the idea of like I'll be at a dinner that's a multi-course situation and I might have a cocktail, but then I might have a mocktail and then I might have something like a glass of wine, but then I might finish with a mocktail at the end, like bringing that more into the sphere of how I look at a whole menu. Yeah. Versus like, you know, I don't. Like, I'm not drinking tonight. Like, maybe I'd do that. Yeah. But just like being open and looking at the mocktail menu at the same time that I'm looking at the cocktail menu, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, giving well, that's it more of, options. I do think that they have, and I think that they have, uh, NA Bevs are completely and utterly, you know, making not just. A tr- it's not just a trend. It's becoming a part of the menu that is an equally, maybe not equally weighted, but it's moving up into that space where it doesn't, you know, like at Earl Giles, you can order a drink and it can be either with or without, you know, at yeah. Herbst, they have one drink three ways. They have it. I loved that. They on have that NA, menu. they have, you know, regular or, you know, medium proof and the high proof. Um, okay. Some other just general trends. Uh, we're looking at, um, uh, <laughs> Innovative snacks. So that's interesting that we talk about like the the big, what did you just call it? The show food, stunt food? Oh, yeah. So Reese's Caramel Big Cups. Yeah. Uh, nerd gummy clusters, like just big, fun, smart food, marshmallow, hot cocoa flavored popcorn. Ugh. Kind of all of that big flavor. 
Um, we're also going to see pickles still and fermented things. Yeah. That was a trend a couple of years ago and I think is now still. It's just been going and I think that's okay. I think the dill pickle of everything, you know, we saw it obviously at the state fair. That's yep. a big moment. But I mean, I think that's also very much a part of Midwestern culture because pickling was. Yeah. And so pickling and canning, even though like you may say, like you may never have canned or pickled things. It's sort of been in the zeitgeist here for a long, long time. And so we're kind of like fast adopters of it. Uh, pickle ketchup. How do you feel about that? Heinz has launched Fine. a pickle ketchup. Yeah, great. Put some vinegar in everything. I mean, ketchup has vinegar in it. So amping that up a little bit and giving it a little bit of a dill sense of it. Great. Pickle wine spritzer. Sure. I mean, I, I, mean, don't, I, I don't want I it, would, but <laughs> I might. Espresso martinis are the fastest growing menu item in the last 12 months. I yeah. told you I was bringing the 90s back last year. Oh, gosh. That, was, that is one of those things that is like, I still like them. I just, yeah. I still am drinking Cosmopolitans too. I mean, I've kind of brought those back into my life. Yeah. Um, whole grains, still huge. Uh, the pricing has stabilized a little bit since the war in um, Ukraine. Thank you. Uh, also, cinnamon sugar is popping up everywhere cinnamon sugar, strawberries, cinnamon sugar, bananas, caramelized things. Yeah, that's a nostalgia bit for the millennials too, I think. Um, hot, everything hot and hot. Like shawarma, hot. Are you um, saying spicy or are you saying like? Spicy. Okay. Yeah. Mustard seeds. Various kinds of mustards are coming back and all different profiles. I think there's something about the the new level of, of sort of hot sauce. When we talk about hot sauces and, you know, it's kind of always been this like you've been on this road to find the hottest thing. You know, they go from... You go from the ghost pepper to the Carolina Reaper, you know, to all these things to pepper X. I mean, it's never they're going to keep breeding these things. But I think mostly for uh, consumer packaged goods, what we're looking at is textured hot sauces. People are thinking like the chili crunch like that. when sure. That came back. And so now we're thinking about more adding texture to, you know, and different layers into the hot sauce, which is where, very welcome for me. I want a coconut Chili crunch. I want that level of something in there so that it's not just a burn. It's a flavor and a burn. Right. We're seeing those bigger and better. A lot of gluten-free things still. Uh, chickpeas still having a moment. I know. A new moment is going to happen for buckwheat. Do you ever eat buckwheat? I used to. I used to have buckwheat flour and I used to make buckwheat crepes all the time. It's coming back. Okay. Also teff. Well, teff has been around for the GF kids for a long time. It's an Ethiopian grain. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think if I've ever actually consciously had it or bought it. I think that's how you make the soca, the little the gluten-free wraps. Or maybe that's chickpea flour that people use for that. Yeah, I don't know. Um, but teff. Yeah. And also we're going to see West African, African, and Lebanese food on the upswing. Yeah, I do love Lebanese food. I want to be Stephanie. That's what I would like to do with you. What I would like to have a African adventure where okay. we go to like because I I just am not as comfortable with that flavor of food and Nigeria is it that's the bread right Nigeria yeah and I want to be because I love curries I love stewy things I think that would just be a fun if you and I could go do that fun yeah afternoon. you know what I have to tell you that uh, I did go to Bole Ethiopian cuisine and that's a high recommendation for you and for anybody who wants to try that that's in the Como neighborhood you know it used to be that pizza place uh-huh. and whatever um, <clears throat> and it is you know it's a woman owned Ethiopian spot she has one on Grand Avenue too <clears throat> but Bole B-O-L-E I took a bunch of girls there and we all just you order platters of food and you dip and you pass and you roll up and you eat with your hands. It is lovely. I think that's a good one to do with Kurt, too, because he can't have alcohol and fermented things. Yeah. 
So, I mean, like lentils and chicken and beautiful, yeah. you know, and it's very vegetable forward. So it feels like you're eating healthier and some things are definitely fried, but it's just really, I just really enjoyed it. I took a bunch of people who did not know what to do with it and it was great. Um, okay. Sweet and condensed milk. Yeah. Trendy ingredient. I'm actually working on a recipe with that right now. To do what with it? Uh, maybe. I mean, do you use it in baking? Is that what we're mm-hmm. saying? Okay. Yeah, I'm in a, yes, I'm working on a recipe uh, for a Rice Krispie bar. Oh, okay. That stays soft, kind of. Oh, that kind of gives you that, mm-hmm. like, commercial grade. Yep. Oh. So we'll see how that goes. Okay. Um, bulgogi, bibimbap, Korean fried chicken, all of that still very popular. Um, sweet potato noodles. Have you ever had those? Japchae. 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 Yeah. Is how you say that. That's something that we're going to be seeing. Um, we're <laughs> much, mushroom coffee. Yeah, the mushroom thing I think is interesting. It's still every year they tell us it's going to be the thing. Mushrooms are going to be the thing. I don't know if we're getting there. And I mean, like, yeah, mushroom coffee has been around for years. Do you like it? I don't drink it. No, I mean, I don't. It's not that I don't like it. It's just that's not I eat mushrooms. I just had I just made the best mushroom soup the other day. Oh, my God. It was so delicious. I literally ate it, made it, put it in the fridge, came back the next morning for breakfast and ate the rest of it. What was so good about it? I don't know. I was the mix of mushrooms and I sauteed them with butter and thyme, you know, and then I put a little cream. Yeah. A little teeny bit of cream, but not a lot. And broth. Yeah. And then I just. And it was so satisfying. It was so good. And then I hit it with the immersion blender, you know, to kind of like chop them up a little bit and, and froth it up. It was delicious. Oh, that sounds good. How about, how do you feel about, um, have you ever had camel milk? Uh, no. That's going to be a trend. Also, um, uh, goat milk is still on trend. Sure. Goat milk cheeses. Sure. Well, yeah, goat cheeses. But also we're going to see dried goat milk powders. Because there's more protein in them than in a cow's milk situation, and it's easier to digest and healthier for you, apparently. And so what do you do with these powders? You, like a protein powder made of goat milk. Oh, so you make a shake out of it? Yeah, or you would sprinkle it on food or put it in things or use it as a dry milk alternative. Oh, okay. Do people use a lot of dry milk? I would love to know that. They do in protein powders, yeah. Okay, so this is like... This is like a shake moment. Somewhat. I don't understand protein powders as like what you would use them for. I'm just saying I literally yeah. don't have that knowledge. I'm not Anything judging milky. it. I just don't know. So protein drinks, yogurt drinks, put it in baking products. Some people sprinkle it on yogurt and stir it in. Got it. Okay. Um, All right. And again, any way to layer and add more protein into something. Okay. Um, also, this is something I want to talk about, and maybe we have to have an expert to talk about it. Like if drinking protein is the same as eating protein, I don't know. Well, and I want to know. There's a lot of arguments, too, about that's why the vegan, you know, kind of thing of like when you say plant protein, when you talk about pea protein, you talk about animal protein. Those are different the way that that your body reacts to those. But some people say a protein is a protein. And so there's this there's a lot of different camps. It's hard. You have to read a lot of things and decide to who you're going to believe. Okay. All right, that sounds yeah, complicated that is for us to tackle. That's not us. That's not us. That <laughs> is an expert. That is not us. All right. Okay. All right. Okay. Okay, we're going to go ahead and take a break. And when we come back, we will give you the moral of the story. <laughs> it's just a manic Saturday of <laughs> It is a manic Saturday. Okay, it is going to be freezing. And I want to say... But okay. I'm fine with it. Yeah, and I just want to give you guys permission to... Hunker Download down. your movies. Do your hunkering down. 
I have to tell you, tomorrow is the first official for me personally, Bolo Sunday. Oh, Bolo Sunday tomorrow, first. kids. So happy Bolo Sunday of 2024 for those who celebrate. I know some of you have already sent me messages like with the question mark, Bolo Sunday. And yes. They knew already? Well, I mean, just the fact that it's when it's sub-zero like this, that's the first thing. Right. And they're going to do it themselves. So shout out to the Bolo Sundayers. It's going to be great. I'm thinking it's soup day. <laughs> You're going to make soup? 20 soups. You're going to make 20 soups? No, but I am going to direct you to my website where I have 20 top soup recipes. Okay. Yeah. Um, soup, you know, I'm a big fan of soup. You are. Soup. I've already You've been making soup. Been a super. A super super. Super trooper. Yeah. yeah I am. Um, I do think uh, I'm okay with this like very, very cold air coming in and settling in for a little bit. It's okay. It's, we needed. The, we need some shock. Yes, I'm thinking. I'm thinking about winter salads too. I'm sorry to say, but I am. That's fine. It's and I don't mind. Like like I said, eating them is great. And do you? I just don't want to platform it. No, we don't have to platform it. Want to be like, okay, everybody, it's salad season. Cabbage though, roasted. Yeah, you're. Well, you've always been cabbage. Making like a bright lemony vinaigrette and then throwing some fresh herbs on there. Yeah, that is a hearty wintery salady thing that just makes me happy. Good. Also, like Stephanie Meyer is teaching me in this Taste Buds episode, probably something she's made for you a million times, the kale salad. Yeah. With, you know, she does um, uh, prosciutto croutons instead of bread croutons. And like, she's got all these ways to add protein and make it feel so delicious. Yeah. I just yum. yum. Like just eating kale. Yum. <laughs> yum. <laughs> and then the other day I made kale for Kurt. And I made the kind that is like the garnish at a restaurant on the plate. Like the pretty pretty. I don't even know. It's that specific kind of like know. curly kale. Uh, yeah, the curly kale. That people probably don't eat a lot. Maybe it's more of a garnish. I don't know. But you cut mm. out the big rib in the middle and yeah. then saute it. And I put it on the plate and he was like, oh, oh. we're doing kale today. Oh, is it a kale time? <laughs> he just was is it like, time for kale? why are you giving me kale? Oh like, well, I, I put like red hot flakes and a little garlic and a little lemon juice on it. <laughs> He's like, okay, just kale. All right. I he love didn't that. say like I didn't love it. He didn't he just like, okay, kale. Sure, All right. Sounds great. Yeah. Like we're eating table garnish. Oh my God. I love that. Um, okay, well, you know what? I think that they I think you should check to make th- sure things are open this weekend. Like if it gets too cold, there might be some outdoor activities or whatever that might get canceled. Lord knows we didn't get the snow we were supposed to get. No. And who's is, gonna close? Well, I don't know. There's a couple events that were canceled, I guess. Well, they had to postpone the ice shanty. Yeah, well, that's the weird part. Not only did we have, we have closings of things because it's not strong enough out there. Yep. And then now we're going to have a couple closings for things that were like, it's too, it's too cold. Yes. So I love that. But I did want to mention that Iron Bartender is back. And so that is happening the next Are you three doing Sundays. it again? That yes. is such a commitment for you. I'm not doing the whole thing. I'm only judging one episode. Okay. So there's three different nights uh, this Sunday, the next Sunday, and the Sunday after. So I'm going on the 21st um, to judge the teams who are competing for, you know, fun and bragging rights. And they really love it. The the the, the local bar scene the bartender teams are all pretty, they're pretty involved with each other. It's kind of lovely to see. Fun. So I don't know who's competing the weekend that I'm judging, but, you know, there's a secret ingredient and they show up and then they have to create crazy drinks um, that are, you know, exciting. So I'm excited by that. Um, but you can join. It's at the Amsterdam Bar and Hall. It's each Sunday 
Ticket sales go to fund Project Black and Blue, which, of course, aids the industry, which is a great, great thing. Um, what else do we want to know about? I want to know, did you go, where did you eat this week other than Boucheron? Because that sounded really good. I mean, I pretty much have been only writing uh, a package. Okay. Like a cover right. story. And Boucheron was like, pretty much it. <laughs> yeah, because that was looked like, and I missed it, but it, that place looks really great. Oh, it's so, it's so delightful. Um, I really want to, you know, I want to let you guys know that Muddy Paws reopened. And we've been following the Tammy Cabrera journey mm-hmm. um, about how she is, uh, you know, working hard to kind of get things together and streamline her business and figure out her expenses and do all that stuff. And she's getting help, um, you know, from that guy and Lamoni, I think Michael Lamoni or something. Mm-hmm. Marcus. And, yeah, Marcus. And I think that's I mean, I'm, I'm glad to see that she's back, that her website is open, her store is back open and that she's making a bid to you know, kind of change and refocus and, and, and save her business. Mm -hmm. A lot of times delicious cheesecakes. Yes, It's been great. Um, so I'm excited about that. The other news I wanted to make sure that we all knew is that Justin Sutherland, uh, announced on Monday that he is not with handsome hog. And I thought that was interesting. He's very excited about what's to come. I think it's been a hard break. He just won an Emmy. So good for him. Yeah. And I think, Beyond that, you know, I think he's been sort of feeling like he really wanted to hold on to that space and just there was no way that the partnership deal was going to work. And who knows? You know, I mean, like, I just think that you have to I think it's a really interesting idea of letting go. And if something isn't working and it's not serving any, it can't make it work for everybody and try as you might, you might have to just let it go. So which leads me to you ready for this. Okay, I am sunsetting the makers of Minnesota podcast. Oh, okay. I am going to roll that content into just my platforms and I will still podcast with people. I'll do it under the dishing with Stephanie's dish brand. Cause that just makes sense, but I will not have that separate. It will just all be in my one platform and they'll stay there. They'll mm-hmm. just, they'll be out there for people to listen mm-hmm. to. Yeah. I'll just leave them. And You've got I occasionally I'll post there if I've got something that's maker centric, but I've got so many irons and so many fires. I needed to consolidate things. And while I have loved it, I've done it for six years. Yeah. I just feel like it's time. How many episodes? Over 300. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Like a ton. I think that's a huge thing. You should be very proud of yourself. And I know the makers have appreciated it. I know a lot of people have really felt like they've been seen. And that's a gift that you have given to small businesses. And I'm hoping. Congratulations. Thank you, Stephanie. That's very nice of you. I'm hoping to take that same energy and enthusiasm into the direction of still shining the light, just not in a whole separate entity that requires a lot of energy and a lot of separateness. Good. More togetherness. More together. More togetherness. Okay. So, all right. What are you doing the rest of the weekend then? What are you, what's on your, what's on your deck? Okay. So today we're going to go eat a breakfast together or lunch somewhere, which is fun. So we can get caught up. And then tonight, I am feeling like I'm going to be making roast chicken. Okay. I've got a lot of cabbage in my refrigerator, yeah. so I'm thinking about something kind of schmaltzy. Oh, good. Roast chickeny, schmaltzy, cabbagey. Yeah. Some way to maybe take that salad idea and then brighten it up into a main. And then tomorrow, I'm going to Billy's Sushi for a birthday gathering, so nice. I'm looking forward to him. I have... Pre- I've produced and planned a lot of the Taste Buds episodes coming up, so I'm excited about that. Okay. 
lot of fun people. Um, we had a great dinner before the holidays with our friend Heather Jans from Sri Lankan Curry. So I'm going to spend some time with her. Yes. So yeah, just fun stuff coming right. into the new year. Well, get on your January, kids. Dishers, we love get you. Out there. Thank you for continuing to listen. We can't wait to bring you a whole year of great content ahead. We're and in. And yeah, ciao, ciao. Ciao, ciao, people.